Making Black Tech. This is Christelle, and I'm really excited today because we have a special guest, Ivanya, and she has an amazing app called Style by Lovey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for um, inviting me to be on your show to talk yes. about my business, my career as an entrepreneur in tech, yes. and as a woman, a black woman. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, to get started, um, can you tell I keep saying oh, all right we'll be right back all right so i want to know everything <laughs> i want to know how you got started what the process was like so you know everything <laughs> okay well we don't have time for everything okay but i will okay. give you because it's been quite a journey i have been in this uh, entrepreneur let's start with that for 10 years i've been in the tech space in the last year so okay. i got into tech in 2018 the beginning of 2018 um and i sat on the idea for two years prior so i thought about it in 2016 but i stayed in my comfort zone and i think a lot of people say this when your dreams are scaring that scary or you're scared of them then that's probably what you need to be pursuing I was super comfortable in the fact that I finally you know became an entrepreneur and was making enough money that I could live my life on my own terms and you know live how I wanted to live mm -hmm. so I was just complacent so to speak and I was like I want to do more but I don't mm -hmm. but I don't know so I had this idea because I had a client at the 2015 what idea Oh, the idea for my app um, uh -huh. came because I had a client. She called me super last minute. Uh -huh. And as a stylist or even just any creative or anybody, really, um, I don't think people should expect you to be available like at a drop of a dime, like you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting. So um, usually as a wardrobe stylist, I need at least a week or two in advance to book you. Uh -huh. And she called me. I was like, oh, my God, I have a TV appearance tonight. I need you. And I was like, well, I'm already booked today. And my daughter was young at the time. So I was like, I coordinated my schedule around her school schedule. And she was like, I don't care. I got it. I don't know. what. Whatever I have to do, I have to have you. So she ended up over my daughter home from school, ordered Uber Eats for me and my daughter. Just like, she was like, whatever I can do to accommodate to make sure that you can help me. And I was like, well, what if there's a way she could have just ordered somebody? Not me, but somebody. Uh -huh. And so I started playing around with the idea. And, you know, Uber and Lyft was already in business at that point. And I was like, well, what if there's a way, the way we can order a driver, we can order a stylist? Mm -hmm. Why isn't there a way to do that? And I've had a lot of clients try the other services that are out, like Stitch Fix mm -hmm. or Trump Club, and they're a subscription service that sends you a box of clothes. Okay. Um, the issue most of my clients found was they didn't like the clothes or they didn't know what to do with the clothes or a combination of both. Yeah. And so I decided to put my own spin on that. Instead of sending you a box of clothes, I'm sending you a real person that is a real stylist to bring the clothes with her to the each appointment. And I, I say her because we have an all-girl women team right now. But we don't discriminate. <laughs> um, I don't think I can by law. But right now we're all about all-girl power. But um, women's stylists. And if you download the app, you do the virtual style console. And then a stylist will call you, confirm all your details. And then she will show up at the appointment with the clothes. So you're not just getting the clothes, but you're getting the expertise. And I think the expertise is important because it goes back to my original career as a personal stylist. People hire me to help them with evaluate their style, help them 
project a better image that they want the world to see. We live in a visual world now more than ever. Yes. I mean, you can watch the radio online um, and not just listen anymore. So people are constantly always seeing us um, if we want to be seen. And how you present yourself matters, especially as an entrepreneur or a business owner or even working in corporate and you moving up the ladder. A lot of that depends on your personal brand. And how you look is a part of it, not just your character and your work, but how you look. Um, I actually saw this great, and I just added it to my presentation to Sidebar. Mm -hmm. I saw this great pie. I want to say it's um, the perfect pie in regards to like professionalism, and it was Harvey Coleman. I'll double check on that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, in the pie, it was like 30% of how um, you do in your workplace is related to your wardrobe. Yeah. And only 10% was performance. Yeah. 60% was exposure. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, exposure is like being in the right rooms, which means you're networking, you're out meeting people, you're connecting with people. But 30% of that, which was a big chunk that you think about, you would have thought it would have been 30% performance, 10% wardrobe. But 30% was how you look. Yeah. And if you're out and you're getting that exposure, 30% of what they want to deal with you to even see what your performance is like is based off of that 30% of how you look. And I thought that was like, wow, that's a... A big thing. So I think it's more not about fashion yeah. or being trendy, but more about how clothes make you feel and how they other people feel when they look at you. Yeah. So if you're dressed like you're going to a funeral all the time and your personality is vivacious mm -hmm. or, you know, bubbly, it's kind of like they don't yes. match. Yeah. So it's not so much about clothes as much as it's about the confidence and the psychology that goes behind your wardrobe. And so with this app, I want to make sure that everybody has access to personal style because right now personal style is just for like the elite or the wealthy or celebrities um everyday men and women cannot afford or don't feel like they can afford a personal stylist which is how stitch fix and trunk club even became in existence mm -hmm. because they're offering you personal style as they say for everybody um our thing is we're offering personal style with the actual personal touch by having a real person help you and see things you're not going to see as well as they're giving your expertise. If I send you a box of clothes and you don't know what to do with it, you're going to just send it back. Yeah. If I send it with the stylist and she's showing you, oh, you know what, with this jacket, you could wear jeans for casual Friday, but then you could wear it on Monday with a work pant or a work skirt, and now it's instantly professional. Yeah. Like you might not have saw that, or you might not have saw certain silhouettes or colors that will look good on you that's going to better reflect who you are and help you personally and professionally. Yeah, So. I I could talk about style all day, so you don't want to get me started, but <laughs> ultimately, it. that is what made me create the app, and like I say, it's like an Uber, but for shopping, where you can order a style expertise with the clothes, so that you can, you know, live a better looking, productive life. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, because two things, um, I read in a book called Hey Friend by <laughs> Keisha. Um, she talked about the acronym of PI standing for performance, image, and I forgot what the Exposure. Exposure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when you said that, I remember ah, okay, cool. of that. And it's so funny you say that because initially, um, so I used to do some auditing. Then I became a contractor um, in an innovation center. And um, so my wardrobe style, style became more lenient. And I started doing marketing as a contractor for a local foundation. And I was, I started, so like, I, before I used to think that how I dressed it was not important. 
So as long as I'm comfortable and yeah. I do all my work. And that's another thing, not yeah. to cut you off, but people are always like, oh, I want to be comfortable. You can be comfortable and still look good. Yeah. Like, they don't have to clash. I think yeah. people always think, like, somebody's going to make them look like Devil Wears Prada or make them over into something that they're not. And I yeah. always say when I dress people, I'm not dressing them like me. Like, first of all, I don't want to dress anybody like me. Yeah. I like to dress me like me. Yes. And my style. But when I work with people, I'm dressing them like the best version of themselves. I so agree. that may be edgy. That may be funky. That may be conservative. That yeah. may be nerdy. It may be whatever. But I'm going to make sure it's the best version of you. And I always say it's kind of like makeup if you do makeup right. Mm-hmm. Makeup is to enhance your natural beauty, not make you over that you're unrecognizable or that when you take it off it's like oh my god I don't even know who she is I say style is the same way I'm gonna bring and elevate your best as I say maximize your assets minimize your flaws with your style and whatever that style is for you and making you the best version of you not dressing you like another client or dressing you like myself yeah I agree so I, I did a case study on myself right so what happened was when in one space, I could be more lenient and dress a certain way. So when I started going to these other meetings um, in the community where it was more people dressing up with like suits and stuff like mm-hmm. that, they didn't take me as seriously because I was more lenient. So like, <laughs> I got some silly questions like, are you the intern? All of these exactly. So, and then if you look young, it yeah. doesn't help either that you're looking like, oh, or can you go bring me my coffee? And it's like, wait a minute, I'm the boss. And yeah. you look like the assistant. Yeah. So I realized on the PI um, acronym did meet was very important that way because sometimes we, we don't realize that people see us first. And Light travels faster than Yes, science. exactly. <laughs> so status is needed. Yeah. And I appreciate you um, sharing um, how accessible um, they are through your app. So how does a consumer go about um, using your app? Well, we're available on iOS and Android, so that's my Apple and Android users. Uh Um, You just download the app. The app is free, and then you go through the virtual style console. Right now, we're in our MVP, which is our... Um, first version of the app. So I don't want to get into, you know, if you're not in tech, you're like, I don't know what an MVP means. It's not most valuable player. It's <laughs> it is a minimal viable product yeah. for um, tech. Mm-hmm. But that's our first iteration of the app. We're launching a new version in 2020 that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'll show you afterwards yeah. um, what it looks like. So we hired a UX design team. What well, was gifted a UX design team. And so they wow. made a lot of changes so that we plan that? on implementing in 2020. Okay. Yeah. So how was that process to find... Well, my other question was... Well, there's so many things to do. I know, right? So the first part, let me go back to the first one. So, like, how does it... Um, how does the consumer use your product? Are they... Does the stylist give them the consult based on their the way they look? How, like... Are you taking pictures, sending yeah. to the stylist? Yeah. So in the app, we actually have a feature where you can upload a picture so we can see what you look like. Okay. But in the app, we are putting like your budget, your height, your size, and um, different pieces. So whether what you wear in the top or bottom, because sometimes, especially women, you can wear a six up top and a ten up bottom or vice versa, just mm-hmm. depending, because most of us are not evenly proportioned. Yeah. So you put in all your style stats, as I call them, everything I need to know to dress you in regards to your body type and size, personality. You get to pick your colors, prints, 
patterns, all of that. And then the stylist actually calls you after just to confirm everything so that we're not just basing it off of not even communicating with you, but to confirm everything that was put in the app. As well as at that point, you can tell her something like, I don't like my arms, so don't bring anything sleeveless or don't bring anything shorter than my knee or any of those like additional little tidbits that can't necessarily put into an app without making you write a dissertation about, oh, well, I don't like this and I don't like that and da 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 da. So once she calls you and get those additional facts, as well as you get to pick the type of clothes, so work clothes, play clothes, anniversary, birthday, date, whatever, you can pick all of that so she knows what type of clothes to go. And like I said, we do ask for the budget so she knows what to spend on the clothes. So it doesn't make sense to bring you pieces that are $100 a piece when you said your budget was under $300 because mm -hmm. we have three tiers for budget. So she goes out and shops for you. Because um, at the end of the app, you, of course, put in the date and time frame she, you want her to come. Mm -hmm. And you pay at that time. And that covers your style fee. And then the stylist goes out and shop for you after she's had the conversation with you. And she shows up on, you know, October 30th at 12, between 12 and 3, it was the time slot you picked. But even with that, she'll call you and let you know, hey, it's going to be closer to 12 or 1230 or 2, 230. So we have that window, but in actuality... You won't have to sit around waiting, you know, like what you do with cable for three hours and they show up at the very end of the time frame they gave you. Or like the next she will day. <laughs> Yeah, she will definitely let you know where she is with the time frame so you're not held up. Um, and once she shows up, she does the fitting, you try everything on, she shows you how to style it, how to wear it multiple ways, how to create multiple outfits. And that shouldn't take more than um, 30, 45 minutes because she's bringing you six to 10 pieces. So we're building your style. So the difference with that is like as a private stylist working with my private clients, I'm bringing them like 40, 50 pieces. So our fitting and our process is a lot longer. This is like a quick, easy, hey, I need a quick fix or hey, I'm going on vacation. I just need a free outfit or hey, I'm going out this weekend or hey, I just want to build my style every month and get a few pieces for my work life. So this month I want to get some dresses. Next month I may want to get some tops or bottoms. So you can build your style over time according to your budget because when you're working with stylists, you're making a bigger investment. Freelance stylists, private stylists, our rates can be 500 and that's really on the low end. Most of us are charging eight, 900. Um, my rates are like 1500. Mm -hmm. So that's just the fee. Mm -hmm. That doesn't include the clothes. Yeah. So usually people or private clients are investing thousands and thousands of dollars. With this app, we're running a special to the end of the year of $75 oh, wow. for you to book a stylist. And then you can pitch, pick your budget with clothes. So at the most, you might spend $300 for everything. Mm -hmm. um, and that all depends on your budget. We have under $300, 300 to 500 over 500 So you decide. Mm -hmm. And the stylist shops based on that. And like I said, you can tip the stylist. You, they'll bring you up through the app so you can use the card on file or you can give them a new credit card and they'll pay, you'll pay for the clothes that way at the end of your appointment. Mm -hmm. We're not pre-charging you for the clothes in advance because we don't know what you're going to buy. So we just rather charge you there. Sometimes people will charge in advance for the clothes and then they'll just refund you the difference or charge you extra if you went over. We're not doing that. So you buy exactly what you want. And what you don't, she'll return back to the store for you. So mm -hmm. all you have to do is live your life and get dressed. You don't have to return nothing. You don't have to go to the mailbox and mail it back because it didn't work. You don't have to do anything. But yeah. wear the clothes and live your best life. I love um, your tagline. All you got to do is um, live your best life and get dressed. Yes, get dressed and live your life. Because yeah. we're all so busy. And I know it's a lot of on demand like i don't know if everybody knows about this but once i got into tech i started of course researching other companies and 
also learning about what was out there. Mm-hmm. There's a company called Soothe. And it's a mobile massage, and they are all over the nation. Yeah, I actually ordered them when I was on a business trip in Oklahoma. I've had them in Atlanta. So they're on-demand mobile services in like a $57 billion industry mm-hmm. because we're, everybody's ordering stuff on-demand. We're ordering food, we're yeah. ordering massages, we're ordering laundry service. So to me, this is just another convenient service to be able to order on-demand because we're all busy. We don't have time. Some of us don't want to. You're fighting traffic going from store to store to find what you want. And if somebody could just do that for you at an affordable price, why not? Yeah, I think I learned about them um, when they had the Google for Women mm-hmm. in Tech event, mm-hmm. and she pitched there. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. And she's, um, it's a black-owned company, right? No, not the maybe, massage. Maybe you've got, maybe it's another one that exists. It's massage and spa services. Ah, no, Soothe is just massage, but they actually sold for a few million to like a bigger company oh, I read so not too long ago. But they're a pretty big company, but at the same time, I feel like there's so many companies out here that are doing well that people don't even know about. Yeah. Even here, I've met people that are like, I've, I've never heard of Stitch Fix, and they've already filed an IPO. So it's um, like, oh, you haven't heard of them, but they made over a billion dollars. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. I think, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, so I think true. getting involved in the tech space, I've learned a lot more about the different companies and companies that are doing well and companies that raise money versus companies that didn't raise money. Yeah. Um, I would say anybody thinking of getting in tech, do lots and lots of research. Yeah. Apps are not um Cheap. Cheap. <laughs> they're very expensive. Yeah, they're... Um, and then they're like a living thing. So yeah. like, you can't just like buy it and then you're done. Yeah. You have to pay for it and maintain it because That's it needs true. updates. It has glitches. You don't know how many people get on it before it can crash. So you have to constantly have developers on staff to maintain it once it's built. And that's not the only tech. You can do um, SaaS. You can do all kinds of stuff. It doesn't have to just be an app. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying in general, do your research. Figure out your business model. How do you want to make money, especially if you're trying to raise capital? Yeah. That's the first thing they want to know because they need to know how to get their money back. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing, and which is why I say do your research. I think even with me, I wish I'd even done even more research than what I did before I started. I still got a pretty good deal, but there's a lot of resources out here that you could get so you don't have to spend as much upfront money. And the reality is there's not as many people getting funded as it may look like. And black and black women are getting funded even less. We're yeah. like 0.02% getting funded. Yeah. So trying to get outside money um, in itself, you can't just hold on to, uh, hopefully I'll get outside money because you most likely will not based on the numbers. That's true. Um, the best thing you should do is spend time growing your business. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have revenue, you don't need outside money. I really admire companies like Spanx, MailChimp, that they were able to build these big, big businesses and they didn't take any outside funding. Yeah. So they still own their companies completely. Cool. So I would love to do that. So we'll I see. Know, right? <laughs> we will exciting. see. But it's a lot to start up, and it's definitely different from being an entrepreneur. And even raising money is time-consuming, and sometimes you're flying to different cities. All of that costs money, too. So it's like it costs money to make money, but it costs money to try to ask for money. And I think sometimes it's like, well, should I just spend that time investing in growing my business and generating revenue (laughs) Um, instead of trying to get outside capital to help you generate revenue? So 
everybody has to decide what is best for them. But I have a friend that is all about raising money, mm-hmm. um, where I'm all about growing the business. Yeah. So you have to balance the two. That's true. So we're going to talk about how you transition into the tech space, right? So you need, you know, you can, you can walk us through that process. You know you wanted to develop this. Um, you saw the need or the pain, and then you know something needed to be done about it. And um, was it a whole different space, or were you familiar with tech already, or did you dabble in it? Or? Um, it felt like a whole new space once I got into it from actually being a tech founder to mm-hmm. just, you know, I'm barely, you know, phone savvy sometimes. I'm like, I still ask my daughter, like, well, how do I do this on the iPhone? Because I, I don't read the instruction. I just get the phone. As long as I get my contacts, take some pictures, we and could. get my social medias, I'm good. But mm-hmm. any extra details in there, I'm missing out. I am a non-technical founder, meaning I don't code. Mm-hmm. So I had to bring in people. But I'm about my business. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely the business part of Startup, and I think startup world is different. You're talking about valuation caps and convertible notes and equity investing schedules, and those are not things and terms I was even familiar with until mm-hmm. I got into the tech world. Mm-hmm. So I think I know nothing when I first got into tech, but I did know about a business model, customer discovery, and that was just from being an entrepreneur yeah. and knowing. I've been doing customer discovery for the last 10 years by being able to build a business service and clients in this space Mm -hmm. and then doing the research to find out the numbers, like how big is this this space, how big is personal styling, how big is retail and apparel, how big is mobile services, Um, how big is B2C versus B2B. And so doing the data and the research, um, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Let's say... um, Before you get into the space, really think about what it is you want to accomplish, what it is you're trying to do, and do tons and tons of research. If I did more research, I think I would have spent even less. And I haven't spent as much as some people, but I'm definitely um, in the good five figures Mm -hmm. on what I've spent so far in Mm -hmm. regards to this app. Mm -hmm. Running a business requires money anyway, so you're going to invest in your business. But again, technology is trying to grow a business at a fast scale pace. Yeah. So that's the difference between entrepreneurship to me and being startup is you're trying to scale quickly. Where if you're an entrepreneur, you may grow slow and be fine. You're not going to make as big of an impact most likely because you're still small mm-hmm. versus with scaling up with the technology company. I'm trying to scale quickly. I'm trying to make an impact and leave a legacy mm-hmm. um, in this space. Mm-hmm. Move to the next thing, yeah. right? Yeah, because um, ultimately I would like to be acquired or a merger and become a woman VC myself to invest in black women specifically uh, yeah. and in their business and awesome. invest in the next Yvonne, you know, the next style by Love E, yes. etc. And that doesn't have to be fashion or, or tech, um, personal style or anything. I just want to invest back in women. And the only way to do that is to be able to grow a business big enough that somebody wants to acquire it okay. and pay you millions and then I could take that money and invest back in other ones. That's awesome. And then you talked earlier about the finding a UX designer. Um, how did you go about scouting like your team to make this work? Yeah, I think that's where uh, the research comes in. If you're researching, you can get so much stuff funded or get opportunities that somebody can help you. Mm-hmm. So with the UX design team, and if I knew this, I probably would have asked them for developers too. Mm-hmm. I found my developers through word of mouth. I tapped into my networks and was like, hey, I'm trying to build an app. Do you know anybody? Mm-hmm. And I talked to a bunch of different people. I talked to people overseas, and I got quotes from 10000 to 50000 mm-hmm. to build an app. 
I found some people that I felt like I was willing to pay the price that we negotiated on, as well as the maintenance after the app was done. But with the UX, I wasn't even sure about UX design. Like, I didn't even know what that was until mm -hmm. I got into the space. And even then, I still wasn't sure, like, well, I mean, is it beneficial? Do I really need it? But now that I've had it, I was like, oh, my God, I get it. I get why this makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I actually went to General Assembly, and they had some kind of program, and they always invite me and stuff. So I went, and I met a girl there, and I'm a member of the Lola, which is a mm -hmm. women-owned co-working space here. Yeah. And she was a member, too. So it was like, oh, you're my Lola sister. So she was like, oh, hey. she said you were my Lola sister? Yeah. And so um, she was like, well, you know, here at General Assembly, we take on certain companies pro bono that the students work on to graduate. Wow. So they needed, like, to practice on a real company to be able to graduate. So she was like, apply so I applied like the last day and like literally I think she sent it to me and it was due by five o'clock it was like three o'clock so I stopped what I was doing I applied they accepted my company they gave me a design team of three women and they were able to work on my company and do my UX so they were able to get everything done on the women's side and the men's side we just need to implement based off of the data and the research that they did but um, I really was impressed with their work, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to come back to General Assembly and see what else they offer mm -hmm. here um, that I make it work with. But I think it's just being aware. Like, I have a meeting with the city of Atlanta next week for programs that the city does for women or tech or just small businesses. Um, I think you really need to know what's going on in your city. Yeah. Um, get involved as well as get involved with different organizations. At the same time, it's really overwhelming too because you're trying to run a business, you're trying to network, you're trying to build relationships, you're trying to juggle all these things. And then there's so many different groups yeah. to be involved in. There's Women in Tech at Atlanta Tech Village, and then there's regular co working spaces like where we're at yeah. or the Lola Switchyards. Then there's, you know, um, Tech Starts, Tech Stars. Tech startup, like it's a mil Atlanta Ventures. There's a million different programs yeah, to get involved true. with. Um, ADTC, ATDC, yes, yeah. like it's all these. And I went there for customer discovery class and one of the other classes. But I mean, it's just so many different things and trying to figure out like what. There's also WE, which is um, funded work. No, WEI. Um, oh, I've never heard of them. They are in a conjunction with the city of Atlanta, and they help women entrepreneurs. I don't want to say it's Women's Entrepreneurs Initiative is what it stands for. But yeah. I'm just saying it's so many different things to get involved with, so you got to kind of figure out where you want to be. Because there's also the farm, which yeah. is um, I'm going to their event next month. So. Wow. I got a reminder email this morning, and that's why I remember. So I'm just saying, off the rip, I just named maybe five or yeah, six already, and I'm not even done naming them. So Yeah, you're just like in the beginning. Off the top of my head. So it's a lot to get involved with, and that in itself is almost like a full-time job. Yeah. On top of that, you still have to try to grow your business yeah. and run your business and service your clients and your customers or make your products or sell your products. So I think just juggling yeah. everything um, and getting a good team, and it's a lot. So what I'm hearing from you, because, you know, one thing we don't have is as many resources in making as all the resources here. But what I'm hearing from you is even if you don't have the resources, you need to do your research. Yes. Research is key. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much out here. And then I read a lot. I read. What's your favorite recommendation for the listeners? Uh, and books? Um, whether or it's books or like for entrepreneurship. Oh my God, there's so many books. I can't even name the books. But what I would say is I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books. I read at least one book a week, okay. if not more. 
So if is I it can. Audible, through Audible or no, I really like to read. So usually Sundays is the day I try to be off if I can, and I'll spend the whole day reading the book. Okay. Uh, if I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I was just on vacation recently, so I got to read like four books because okay. one, I had a twenty-four hour flight going each way so there was plenty of time to read on the plane as well as time to read because I was on having some downtime while I was out the country and that's another thing is it's not a competition you're only competing with yourself so I think um, a lot of times we're all racing to get a million things done and sometimes you got to slow down and take a break which is why I left the country and took a break yeah Uh, when I'm here I'm going hard but when I decide to take a break I took a break that's good so I think you got to find that balance to refreshing recharging as well as keep going. And my thing, as long as you're moving, yes. baby steps is better than no steps. That's true. And so making some progress is better than none. But don't compare yourself. I mean, with social media, that's the pro and the con. With social media, it's a wealth of information. But at the same time, sometimes you're looking at somebody who started with you mm-hmm. or started near you or what you think they're doing. And you don't know their story. And when you're saying it on social media, that could be 10, 15 years they put in. All you're saying is the end. Yes. So I think it's important to just stay your course, stay your lane, the way the race horses, if um, you follow the races, they have the horses put these, I don't want to say blinders, but they put something on them so that when they're running, they can't see the horse on either oh, lane. I didn't know they that. All, they're like goggles, okay. but they can only focus on the lane that they're in. And so I think it's important to just stay wow. focused on what you're doing and not worry about what's going on to That's the really left or the right. Cool. Yeah, wow. I never, well, you over here teaching me. And like I said, I read a lot. Um, first off, I have probably like two hours worth of emails to read every night. And in these emails, I'm getting everything from information about tech, women, entrepreneurship, business. I'm getting invited to a million events. But I'm also reading about fashion and travel and just knowing different things so that you're able to have a conversation with anybody you meet. And that's also important through networking. Yeah. Like you don't just be well rounded. Yeah. So that whenever you meet whomever, you're able to keep a conversation. Yeah. So how I um, use Eventbrite to find out the events that I'm go to that are going on, or like hear the gathering spot, or like go subscribe to these newsletters. So how do you know? Like you talked about the Mailchimp um, event. I was like, man. I wish I well I wouldn't be able to go, but I wish I would, I knew about this. So how where do you go to find? It's so funny. I don't go anywhere. They're actually emailing me <laughs> to come to events, and I'm getting invited to more stuff than I can actually go to. Mm-hmm. But I think where it starts is that when I first. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years now, mm-hmm. and I go to a lot of things. So when you sign in, sign in, they're always going to invite you to stuff. I have a lot of friends, and then they're inviting me to stuff. So right now, I'm just getting invited to everything. And I think it's about being involved. So yeah. when you take the initiative to find things, mm-hmm. and then you go there, you're on their mailing list. Yes. And then you go to somebody else's event, you're on their mailing list. And now you're just getting invited constantly. Gotcha. So for me, right now, I'm just getting invited to everything. And sometimes I am like, well, how'd they find me? But I am out a lot so I network or go to an event at least once a week if not more depending how how important do you think networking is oh very Um, I think relationship I have a lot of relationship equity and the thing is it's like like favor Ah, thank you Um, it's like favor if you have favor, you don't always have to have money. And sometimes having favor is worth more than money. Because if you have favor oh. with certain people, then you don't need the money or money's not going to get you in the door. Yeah. It's about the relationship. I have access to a showroom for free because I have relationship equity. She came to my event. She liked what I was doing. 
and invited me to come and check out the showroom and then was like, hey, you know, you can use this space whenever you need to. So that's where I do events. I have meetings if I need to. I'm also a member of the Lola. Uh-huh. When I left T before I came here, I met some women for T from the Lola. Okay. And now we're set up a lunch and learn for 2020 for me to teach her her women. And she's a lawyer. And she hangs around other professional women. So that's the lead for my app wow. as well as the lead in from private clients for me, which is right now what funds my app are the cost of maintaining it is me still having my private clients. So I think it's important to build relationships when people like you when you connect with people they're going to look out for you or they will become ambassadors of your business without even oh because one of the girls um, I met with there were two sisters Mm -hmm. their sisters and I was going to meet with one and she's like oh let's invite Michelle too so we decided to just make it uh, them two being sisters and a date with me Uh Um, and one's an interior decorator she's like yeah I told my client about you so when our house is built she's going to call you to use your services because I thought you were just so cool when I met you and I liked your personality Uh so I think when people like you they are more likely to refer you or want to use you for business or just keep you in mind and while she was talking um, she mentioned she needed business insurance one of my new clients just mentioned she does business insurance. I was like, well, let me connect y'all or uh, whatever. So I think it's just really important because you don't know who people know. Yeah. And even if they're not potentially your client for or somebody you need, they may know somebody that can help you. I agree. You know what this reminds me of? When I was a kid and I would go to offices, I did not understand for the life of me why they had this big old um, little cards, contact cards oh. for people. Like, I'll be like, this, I don't get it. Like, it's so big. Yeah. And, like, it's not efficient. <laughs> that was my kid mentality. Yeah. But it makes sense as an adult. Like, you need to build these connections. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't understand networking until I first got into this business. Um, my very first fashion job, I got asked to do a fashion show, and I never did anything in fashion in my life outside of dressing myself, my friends, and my family. Mm-hmm. And I said yes, even though I didn't know how to. I was like, well, I can't be that hard. It's not rocket science. I put clothes on models. So I was like, yes, I'll do it, and I'll figure out how to do it later. <laughs> so after they told me, um, yeah, you know, we want you to do it, and I said yes, I went back to all the stores I had already been shopping at for myself and my friends and family. I was like, hey, I got asked to do a fashion show. Can I borrow clothes? And they all said yes. And that, wow. to me, was like my first example of like, oh, this is networking. But I wasn't intentionally networking. I was just being myself and out and about talking to people and shopping. Wow. So after that incident, that's when I realized, okay, this is what networking is. And mm-hmm. so then I was intentional about going to places, meeting people, connecting with them on something. Like whether it be, oh, we both love travel. We both love shoes. We both love something. Or we both have kids. You just connect with people on different things. Mm-hmm. And build those relationships because you just never know. And, of course, you know, it's a great way to just connect with people. Yeah. And I'm definitely about people and connecting. And there's nothing like connecting with people in person and vibing and exchanging energy over a meal or tea or whatever, which is yeah. what we did today. And now we have events coming out yeah. of it. So. That's exciting. So, all right. Um, tell me a bit about what we can expect from Love, um, what did I, love me, <laughs> stop by love me, sorry. No, you're fine. For 2020. Yeah, well, like I said, we have that new version that'll be coming out. Uh, I wish I could say it's coming out in January, but based on my app developer's timeline, it won't be in January. But we have the new iteration coming out um, in 2020, so I'm excited about that because based on the data research the UX design team did, it will lead to higher conversions. That's so, awesome. So um, the thing about this 
app is that it's something new. So it's just like when Uber and Lyft first started. I know I wasn't one of the first people using it. It was definitely after it had been out a couple yeah, of years. Because at that point, it's a word of mouth thing. It's yeah. a community thing. So we're really going to be focused in 2020 on building our community. And those will be our first ambassadors, so to speak, of hey, you used the app and you liked it, so you told your sister and your mama, and then they used it, and they told a friend at work, and then they used it. And so you're building the community of people that are organically spreading the word that they enjoy it. And so you're going to keep those customers because it's organic. It's not like you paid them or bought them, but it's organic. So we're focusing on collaborations with major companies to get in front of their employees. So right now we have a collaboration with SunTrust. They just promoted the app and their newsletter this month. So I'm excited to see what will come of that. I'm speaking at Turner next month, which was bought by Warner Media, I think, a couple of months ago. I'm speaking on style and transitioning from holiday work, I mean, workwear to holiday style. Because now that we're going to be a holiday season, people have to go to holiday parties right after work. Yes. So we'll be talking about how you can transition from your day job to night. Yeah, that's really cool. And, of course, I'll be promoting the app everywhere I go. So when I'm doing these speaking engagements or lunch and learns on style and image, I'm sure to let them know. Like, And we can help you with that. Download the app. And mm-hmm. So um, I have a potential collab with AT&T coming up as that's well. Awesome. And then um, Agnes Scott, the college, um, wants to partner with me to get me some students to help be on my team. Wow. So I had a meeting with them earlier this week, and then they emailed me. I was like, oh, my God, we have a lot of students interested in your um, your your industry, and we would love to partner with you. And the internship supposed to only be for, like, 30 hours, but now they were like, oh, we want to do a whole summer and a semester with you. Wow. So I was like, oh, thank you. So I think it's just That's important exciting. to be – you know, likable. Yeah. Uh, and connect with people and give out the energy that you want to receive, basically. Cool. And most people say the same thing about me when they yeah. meet. So I'm consistent when they'll respond about, hey, I met you and you just, I loved your energy. Yeah, and I, I was to thinking the same as soon as we And I get that a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm glad because that's what I want to give out. But to know that I'm actually doing that uh, confirms it and validates, like, oh, okay, great. Because, you know, sometimes you don't always feel like it. Yeah. So you got to push some of that stuff to the side to be, you know, that person. That's exciting. I feel like I learned a lot from you today. <laughs> That's good because what I appreciate about what you shared is, like, you have to be committed to your dream. Yeah. You know, and... Because nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. And, I mean, even when people say they're going to help you, you can't then like sit around and be like, well, I'm not going to do that because they said they were going to help. You got to be continually working. Sometimes the help will come through and sometimes it won't. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes people are well-intentioned, but we all are super busy. We all have a lot going on. So you got to be steady pushing it regardless of and what you feel like or what's going on. Yeah, and we're all trying to figure out how to live our dreams, right? Exactly. Wow. So I always ask this last question um, to anyone I interview, which is, what would you today like where you're at now what advice would you give to yourself just getting started back to that research back to that research (laughs) research 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 there is not enough research and i say that because i hate to say it but the generation and i don't say it's gen xers or gen z's or whatever y'all calling themselves or millennials or whatever but i think it's not enough people reading it's not enough i feel like people are asking questions that they could have went and looked up on google Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's almost nothing you can't figure out by doing research yeah 
Google University, okay? That's right. Look it up and keep looking up. Like, really be informed before you just asking, especially people that are already successful. They're extremely busy, and it's a million people reaching their hand out trying to ask for them. So I think it's important to do your own research, and I also think it's important to network um, vertical and not just horizontal. People are always trying to get to people who have already made it, but who got next? So it's usually the person next to you. So I think you need to collab with the per like if I'm a stylist and like this is a perfect example. When I first got started styling, my friend was a photographer and he had just got started photography. Fast forward, this was 2007. Fast forward 12 years later, he shot for Essence, major magazines, major but we're friends and we started off together and I still get that friendship dang near free discount because I've been his friend since before he was this big name that wow. he is now. So my thing is stop focusing so much on I'm trying to get next to this person and focus on who's right beside you because y'all are going to be coming up next. Wow, that's powerful. So research and network and building relationships. There's this quote I really love and uh -huh. I'm going to be quiet. Um, Robert don't Smith, be quiet. <laughs> Robert Smith, the billionaire who paid off the Morehouse graduates uh, yeah. student loan, he said make all business is personal make your relationships before you need them and i don't know if i'm saying that exactly right but to me that's common sense but at the same time i was like dang wow that's real talk like i hate when people and i make sure i don't do this myself and i tell my daughter this all the time even with our family my father bought her a car so mm -hmm. i was like thank god i don't have to <laughs> but my thing is like reach out and just say hey granddaddy i'm just checking on you reach out and say hi sometimes not because you need some but just to speak like, hey, you know, I just thought about you. I wanted to say hello. I wanted to check in on you and see how you were doing because people hate when you just reach out when you need something. That's true. Reach out people and just be that. a person. Yes. yes. And I know we're all crazy busy or whatnot, but just make sure you're reaching out and staying connected to people just yeah. with a quick hello or hope you have a good week or you cross my mind. Build those relationships. At the end of the day, you don't know when they're going to need you or vice versa. We all know people. We all have relationships. And I think building relationships for me has made me more valuable to other people because there's not too many people that I don't know that don't do something. Mm -hmm. Oh, you need this? Just like with the team. She's like, oh, I need business insurance. I was like, I, I was just talking to somebody about business insurance. I got somebody for you. I'm like, I'm not even looking for that right now, but I already have a resource for yeah. it. Because one, I do a lot of research and I network with a lot of people. Yeah. And because I am a stylist, I meet a whole so many different professions. My clients range from lawyers, doctors, entrepreneurs, executives, C-suite. I meet all kinds of people. So I don't have one set type of person. So I'm meeting so many different type of people that do so many different things. I am a resource to people that do know me as yeah. well as them being resources to me. So it goes both ways. You need to be valuable. But you also want to connect with people that are valuable too, so it's an even exchange of information. That's amazing. Well, so research and network are my number one and two things. And of course, being good at your craft, research. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's like goes without. That's a given. To me, mm -hmm. like, like if you're not, I don't. If I gotta tell you, you need to be studying your craft. That you're already in the wrong business. Like you should want to study. You should want to know what's going on in your industry. Know the trends in your industry and what's going on in your business. But outside of running your business especially creative businesses i think sometimes we get so caught up in creative so make sure you're handling your business now i have um two more meetings today and it's about the business side of being creative it's not about that skirt is cute so i think it's really important to know your business handle your business mm -hmm. research build relationships 
And um, that's it. That's it. All right, so um, last thing, where can people follow you? Yes, um, you can follow the Styled by Love E page on Instagram, and you can also follow Love Evonya, E-V-O-N-Y-A, on Instagram. If you follow me there, you'll see behind the scenes of my life as a stylist and an entrepreneur. You'll also see um, some of my clients' work and vacation. You'll see a little bit of my life and work. It's work and life. And then you'll also find my app page on my actual um, business page. And I was going to say, you can see her in a group picture with Sarah Blakely. <laughs> so silly. You're so silly. Um, and you also can find everything on loveyfashion.com. So if you go to my website, then all the other information is there as well. That's awesome. And you can contact me if you want um, that way. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. I appreciate that. I'm always, I always feel empowered by women of awesomeness and black women doing their thing because um, when I started becoming an entrepreneur, oh, I was just looking. (laughs) When I started, um, um, and being in Macon, I didn't have a lot of, um, Support? Not only that, but, like, I didn't know where to go to, like, find a community. Yeah. But I start. what helped me become inspired was listening to podcasts. Yeah. So I would listen. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, like, I used to listen to music when I cleaned my house, but now I listen to podcasts. Yeah. And if I'm in the car and I'm not on the phone meeting, I'll listen to podcasts. So Mm -hmm. I have, like, two lined up I'm supposed to listen to this weekend. It's so much information out there, and I think people are just sleeping on information. And they're so busy scrolling. Instead of getting Ooh, information. That was so, I mean, I'm on social media, but I'm, I hate to say it, I'm mainly posting and jumping off because I don't me. have time to just linger. Every now and then, I'll sit there and scroll for like 30 minutes, mainly just trying to like something to make sure the algorithms that's, are... I know that's bad, but that's what I do. But too. I'm like, I do not have time. I'm not getting paid to scroll. And real talk, I'm not getting majority of my clients from social media. I'm getting them for real life connections and referrals. <laughs> So, that. unless you're making all your money off of social media, read a book, listen to a podcast, learn something. Uh, now, what I will say is I follow a lot of um, people I really admire on mm-hmm. social media. So, I will make sure I go to their page to see what gems they're dropping, mm-hmm. what knowledge they're dropping, what events they're going to or speaking at. But I'm not just on there on the shade room. Like, no shade, but... No shade. <laughs> handle your business. That's is right. what I want to tell people. That's so true. I, I, what I do on social media, I do the same. I post. And then also, I, someone mentioned one time it's important to like actually spend time to like write some comments or whatever, be engaged. I, right, That's why I say time. I'll scroll through it, kind of <laughs> like a few pics, try yeah. to uh, put an emoji. I talk in emojis on social media all day because I don't have time to write full sentences. <laughs> so what you mean. I will put fire, smiley face, heart face, something under your comment, <laughs> high five, but I can't really write a dissertation sometimes under people's comments about how much I like what they were doing. Um, And it's this one, and I'm going to say this last thing, I'll be quiet. But it's this one um, a guy I follow, and he has an investment firm in New York, and they invest in women and women of color. And he was saying something about, y'all watching the game, y'all watching what these celebrities are doing. Them people already made it. You need to focus on what you're doing. 
So stop it right now. No. I'm not saying don't take a break and you can't enjoy TV, but I'm just saying make sure you're balancing that you're putting in the work. I only watch my TV shows when I'm still reading emails. So I might be watching Grey's Anatomy or something, but I'm going through my emails so that I'm still productive. It's rare that I'm just watching TV and just watching TV only. You know what's funny? My husband, like, he's flabbergasted by me because this is what I do. Like, I don't really watch TV, but let's say I'm tired, but I really I have a goal I'm trying to meet. I turn on the TV just so I can hear the noise to keep me awake, and then yeah. I'm like, work. Yeah, like, I like it as background noise too. Yeah. I know I had the same show playing in a loop for at least three <laughs> hours, just like not looking at it at all because I was so busy on the computer yeah. trying to get stuff done. So that's why I say most likely if I'm watching TV, I'm reading my emails at the same time. Wow. So I'm half watching TV, but really focused on what I'm doing in my emails. Wow. Well, thank you so much for all the gems you dropped today. I'm so appreciative. Thank, thank you for you. your time. Thank you. And um, don't forget to follow her, friends. All right. Take it easy. So what did you think? I really loved this episode. I really appreciated how Ivanya took the time to research and research and research. And if you guys take anything from this episode, just if you're starting any business or any company, just remember, do your research. Look to see what is around here um, that can be provided to help your business get to the next level. For example... We have SCORE, we have SBDC, we have resources from Newtown. So, um, and look out for any networking events, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Um, Try to go meet new people because you never know who you're going to meet. I like the example she used um, when she talked about her friend who's a photographer that now, you know, does photography for Essence Magazine, you know, and how she used the example about connecting vertically and horizontally like don't always think that you you have to meet like the vp of blase 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 incorporation incorporated you know just think about that so we'll see you next time and also let's start conversations follow us on social media we are making black tech on facebook instagram and tech making on twitter see you next time oh Next week, we are going to have part two of Andreas' um, interview. So don't forget, see you next time.